Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones, and we are going to continue talking about defeating the darkness. There are a lot of intricacies to this, and, but it's not something that's impossible to do, not with the help of the Lord and his anointing. How are you doing, Cheryl, besides being sleepy? <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Good. I'm glad you are. Did you get a chance to listen to Robin Bullock? I did. I watched it twice. Yeah, I know. I'm going to watch it again because I definitely, it's my spirit just bore witness with everything that he said. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for those who don't watch the 11th hour, if you watch the 11th hour from the, let's see, what's today, what's today the 13th, it was the mm -hmm. 9th of May on YouTube. You will find out what we are all called to do as the church in these last days. Mm -hmm. There's right. no more running. There's no more running away from spiritual warfare. There's no more. I'll let Sally Sue do it. We all have to do it. That's right. It's what we were created to do. Part of it's a big That's, part of what we were created to do is. Um, you know, it's like he was saying in there that the church is supposed to do battle against the gates of hell, which is one of the things that he was saying right? in that video. And so far, we've, we've barely even, you know, touched the gates. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it said, you know, the, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, if the gates of hell should not prevail against it, and the rock was the revelation that he was the anointed one, mm -hmm. the son of the living God. So if we, if that's how the church was founded, and that's the rock that it was built upon, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, then what's the problem? <laughs> All right. I mean, we could have been born. He is God. He's the ultimate planner. Mm -hmm. We could have been born at any era in man's history. I, I always thought once before I knew the Lord that I should have been born in the antebellum days. Right. You know, with the, mm -hmm. with the gone with the wind type of house and the, you know, the, the, the hoop skirts and all that. Mm -hmm. I thought I was born in the wrong era because that, that I always liked that era. There were a few eras in history that I always liked and I always felt like I was born in the wrong, the wrong time. However, mm -hmm. When I came to know the Lord, I realized that that was not true because he selected me. He selected you. He selected all of us for this time in this place. Right. Um, go to Acts 17. Let's see. Acts 17. Okay. Verse 26. I'm going to have you read it in yours because... Some, a lot of times yours is clear, but mm -hmm. I'm going to read it in mine first. Acts 17, 26. And has made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. He determined our times before, uh, before appointed and the bounds of our habitation, in other words, where we live. It's not an accident that we met where we met and you stayed in Texas and I came to a different state. Right. That's not an accident. 
Read it in yours, please. It says, from one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. And he decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. And he determined their boundaries. Right. So none of us are here by happenstance. Right. There's two words in the Hebrew language that don't exist. One is retirement. And the other one is is a coincidence. Well, yeah, I've heard that before. I think you've said that before many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I've thought about that a lot because the Hebrew language is what the whole word of God is based upon. Even though we have the Greek and the Hebrew, it really all came, it was translated to the Greek from the Hebrew. I mean, you know, it's always been, Hebrew has always been the root language for the word. And the That's fact that... And the fact that there's no coincidence tells you that everything is pre-planned. Now, the question is, are we following the plan of God or are we following the plan of, of the enemy? That's a good question. That's Because the other is going to prevail, depending on our choices. Right. You know, someone in my family said last week, it's all I've come to realize it's all about choice. Well, it, that's true. It is. We all have a choice to make, and it's stated all the way back in um, Deuteronomy mm-hmm. when he says, "You know, I set before you this day, you know, uh, blessing and curses, life and death." And going on to say, "Choose life." So, yeah. That's in where case it, you're, in case you aren't able to figure out which is better, he then tells you, "Choose life." Right? Yeah. Right. So when he says, "Choose life," that's obviously you know, the option that that's going to work out best for us. But you, it's amazing to me how many people still don't. And especially in the time that we're in. And I, I it's frustrating a little bit to, to see that, to see so much um, rebellion still continuing. Well, and one of the things that, that Robin Bullock is so good at is being able to draw on the history of man and compare it with the Old Testament because everything is a, is a pattern. Mm-hmm. If what happens in the Old Testament is a pattern of the New Testament. And he's able to take what the happenings, the events, the people, you know, the, the rulers, the, the political realm, all kinds of things. He's able to, to connect what happened in the Old Testament with what's happening now. Exactly. Which to me is really interesting because he brings up a lot of things that I was not familiar with. So I, mm-hmm. I learn a great deal from him as mm-hmm. his, historically mm-hmm. and, and how it matches up with the Bible. So um, he always makes excellent points throughout his sermons. So if, mm-hmm. if you don't watch Robin Bullock, I, I would highly recommend to everyone listening, just you, you have to at least just go just at least one time and listen to him because you're going to learn something. And if you like it, then every Tuesday he has another 11th hour. Right. So, yeah, I, I pick it up after work on Tuesday because I'm working while he's doing it live. Mm-hmm. Go to, you mentioned it, but rather than just mention it, let's actually go there. Deuteronomy 30. Okay. All right. Um, starting at verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record, to record this day against you 
that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Verse 20, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice and that you may cleave unto him for he is your life and the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Read that in yours, please. Sure, it says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make, oh, that you would choose life, so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I like yours. Yours is very, very clear. There's no mistaking what his goal was, what his what his desire was for us right and the and the thing of it is is listening to robin bullock from this week from tuesday of this week i was more aware than i've ever been before how much of all of this has been spiritual battle Mm -hmm. and when he was talking about the people that have been used by the enemy to plan all this stuff way long years before I was aware of it. Right. Years before I was born, the enemy has been plotting and planning and trying to take over ever since um, Adam fell. Right. Over and over and over and over and over and over. And the generations of men die out and he finds new men to, to use. And they're usually always in some way connected to the the people who are dying out. Because a lot of this stuff, as I've noticed, are generational because mm-hmm. of the families that are involved. And there's about 13 families that are in control of, of all of this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they... They want their bloodlines to be pure, so they, they're only allowed to intermarry with each other, you know, and create Which and procreate other problems. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got the Rothschilds, you know, marrying with the Rockefellers and the, and, you know, the other families. I, some of them, I can't even remember their names because there's so many, but, um, right. but that's how they keep their bloodlines pure, you know, what they deem as pure is they only marry within those 13 families. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's all generational and this is how they keep control is that generation after generation, they go in, they, they uh, teach Satan worship, which is exactly what they do. It's what mm-hmm. they are. There's no denying it anymore. Right. And um, they're, they're because- brought up that way. They become bold and very blatant because of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing too is that, you know, even when you look at the Old Testament, even if you don't know the things that Robin's connected over the last several months, especially for me, even if you don't know that stuff, you can you recognize that 
the the Levitical priesthood and all the the people in the Levitical Levitical priesthood were related to one another. It was handed down family. You know, the priesthood was handed down. Mm -hmm. The shepherds were all shepherds. You know what I'm saying? They were they were separated by what they did by their function. And those it was one family, you know, following that same path all the way along. Mm -hmm. And except for that group of people in today's modern world, families don't do that anymore. I mean, you see a few families where maybe there's been a doctor for four generations or a policeman for, you know, three or four generations. But basically, they don't follow like they did, except for those 13 families you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. We've lost a lot of that fam that family family unit. Um, it's part of what the enemy has attacked because the family is where the the, the godly family is the strength. It, there's a stronghold there. Wake up in order to get more control. Right. That's exactly right, and it started. Well, it started, you know, obviously, you know, centuries ago, but it became more prominent in the 20th century. Um, mm -hmm. uh, probably in, I want to say the 60s or 70s, when they started mm -hmm. offering, you know, uh, what they call entitlements. You know, we will give you money. Mm -hmm. you know, if there's no husband. Yeah, right. we'll start. We'll give you. We'll give you money, and so it started kind of with Which, with that. Mm -hmm. It did, and the thing, and a lot of the the single mom families, on the you know getting that kind of assistance, there was a man, but they weren't married, so that was promoting again that that non commitment, non covenant, no covenant, no no commitment, and you know, right. It, it just it it. it promoted that no no father in the home right well the because destruction the of the nuclear I, yeah i'm sorry go ahead part i was going to say without because the, the boyfriend in the boyfriend situation because they, you lose your assistance if you're married and have a husband mm -hmm. so they would have a, they would get tired of the boyfriend and they you know kick him out or he'd leave and so that that nuclear family structure was gone and the kids are faced with, you know, one, you know, one guy after another in that household. Right. I've known families like that. You probably have too. Oh, yeah. Many. Mm -hmm. And and the thing of it is, is um, Julie had a word. Julie Green is a prophetess and she had a word Friday that I listened to a couple, two, three times, because it was, the Lord gave this word and he says, come up higher with me. He said, the, the word was come up higher with me. You want to, you want to be in that special place. She called it, or he called it in that prophecy, a special place. If you want to be in that high special place with me, when you walk in love, when you're walking with me, because God is love. He said, right. one step out of love is one step away from me. Yeah. And that's when you become vulnerable. And what the church has never grasped 
to the degree that we need to, and I'm talking about all of us, um, is the fact that if we can if we can keep ourselves, you know, that I've give, given that scripture in First um, John five more than once. I know I have. Um, the the one who keeps himself. Uh, first, uh, first John five eighteen. But we know that whosoever is born of God, of God, that you can say God is love. So we know that whosoever is born of love sins not, but he that is begotten of love or of God keeps himself and that wicked one touches him not. As long as we can stay in that love walk, stay on that love line, which is narrow. I mean, you talked talk about it in Luke, how the, the way is narrow and few find it. But that way is the way of love. And as long as we stay in that way of love, the wicked one can't harm us. He doesn't have the, the power that he pretends to have. Mm-hmm. And, and I hear Christians, I, hear, I heard somebody today or yesterday say something about, well, the devil's not as he pretends to be. And we, just, we can just you know, go about our business and not worry about him. Yes and no. Because if you don't understand that he's using you against other people or he's using other people against you, if you don't understand, if you can't separate the behavior from the person, then you will be mad at the person. You will be offended at the person. You will be uh, bitter at the person. And that will cause you to walk out of Right. And then he has you and that person. That's for sure. I mean, and I have seen him use a lot of people. Yeah, I've seen him use a lot of people, including me. So I have to be very mm-hmm. mindful of how I respond to to the way people are acting. If somebody's acting right. acting ugly, I have to I have to purpose. And that was one of the things in that word. He said, "You have to do this on purpose." Right. I have to purpose to walk in love when that person's being ugly. Mm-hmm. If they want to get caught up and let the devil do whatever he wants with them, that's their choice. But he's not going to touch me if, as long as I stay, as long as I keep myself in love. Right. So when I hear people say, well, the devil doesn't have as much, he's not as powerful as God and you could just kind of ignore him. Yes and no. Right. Because if you're being used of the devil, you need to recognize he's using you and stop letting him <laughs> stop cooperating. That's right. And I think that's where the way that I've thought about spiritual warfare differs from so many other people, because yes, it's true. He doesn't have the power, but he, the question is, am I going to let him use my body against someone else? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also unfortunate without a body. Yeah, you're right. But I was, I was just thinking that you know there are a lot of Christians who who also believe that because they're Christians, that the devil is unable to use them, and that's not the case. It's not. No. No. I mean, he won't be able to use them to, you know, steal a car or rob a grocery store or because that's obvious Mm -hmm. 
They're not going yeah. to do those things. But there's a lot of things that are very subtle because remember the serpent was more subtle than any other creature. Right. There are a lot of things that are very subtle that will throw us off that love walk and give allow us to become used of the enemy. Right. I keep thinking, I've thought about that scripture, foxes spoil the vine in Song of Solomon. I've thought about that a number of times lately because it is those little foxes that get in there. You know, you can be a Christian. You can't touch me because I'm a Christian. But if you're letting him get you into strife, if you're letting him get you offended, if you're letting him um, cause you to be rebellious or angry or bitter, or, you know, all the fruits of the flesh. Nobody, if you don't know what those right. things are, go to the fruits of the flesh in, in Galatians 5 because they're all listed there. If you're doing any of those things, you're, you're walking with him, not with God. Right. And it says in Galatians 5 that if you do these things, you can't go to heaven. Something to that effect. Let me find it here. I was going to look at the subtlety of the, of the serpent, but I'm glad to go to the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit because that people act like that's an airy fairy thing. It's not. It's just walking in love is all it is. Um, Down around 19, 20, yeah, 22. Yeah, I'm actually backing up to 16. Okay. This I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. The word lust is pressure. It pressures the spirit and the spirit pressures the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of, of the which I tell you therefore, or tell, I tell you before, as I have told, also told you in times past, that they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Would you start at verse 16 and read through to 22, 23 in yours, please? 23, okay, sure. Uh, so, so, I, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are under the obligation, or you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. 
sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So you can see it's a complete, it is, when you look at it, putting it very simply, is darkness versus light. Mm-hmm. That's what it is every time, is darkness versus light. All right. And the more I listen to Robin preach and give the words that the Lord gives him to say, the, the more clear it is what we are up against. It's not impossible to win. We just have to be consistent and right. persistent. We're on the a very edge. I've been sensing, I don't know about you, but I've been sensing in my spirit. And then we had confirmation of some things recently, but I've been sensing in my spirit that we're on the very edge of victory. We are. We are, but we still need the church to do their part. Correct. Correct. The church cannot sit back and wait for their favorite president or, you know, people in government or their pastor or Susie Q to help them. Mm -hmm. They have to do it themselves. Right. Everybody has to take their place. You know, it's like we we were discussing last week and something and partly of what. uh, Oh, gosh. His name just went right. Oh, Robin. (laughs) Robin, you know, Robin Bullock, when he was talking um, on this third on the 11th hour uh, that. You know, the the demonic rituals and everything are, are just right in front of us anymore. They're not even hiding it. Right. So, but th- we were called as the church to battle against that mm-hmm. and to, and to, you know, that's, that's our job on this earth to battle against evil. Right. And unless we, we pick up our swords and we do that, unless we're doing that, we're going to see more and more and more of this for a very long time. Now the church has a place and we have a job to do. And unless we're doing that, you know, we're just, we're not going to see victory for a while. Right. So what's my question? Yeah, it's being prolonged. Exactly. So my question is, what is it going to take to get people to wake up? And I dread the thought of even what it would take. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to see something really drastic happen. Mm -hmm. But that, but we've seen a lot of drastic things happen. We have. And and a lot of there are still people that are like you know you guys are a bunch of airy fairy people. This is all made up. There's nothing to this. Yeah. But um, I think vindication is coming. Yeah. But I really believe too, like you, that the church has to take its place. It has to stand up, and there's no reason not to. You're already on the winning team. 
You already have the covenant of God. You already have the fruit of the spirit. You already have the sword of the spirit. You already have the helmet of salvation. You have all the things you need. And if nothing else, if you don't know any of this stuff, you're brand new to the Lord. You you got saved two minutes ago. Use the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. There isn't. And excuses are not going to cut it. I think I don't. I don't know, you know, if people have actually been paying attention to what's been happening. You know, not that long ago. It's been a few years, but then it happened, you know, I think back in 20, what do you say, 2017, 2018? Mm-hmm. And, and then recently again in, was it 2021 maybe? 2020. Yeah. Where... They were using CERN, and if you don't know what CERN is, go look that up, C-E-R-N, and um, find out what, what that's about. But what they're trying to do by using CERN, this um, this collider that they've got going over there, and there, there are actually two in the world that I'm aware of. One is in, where is it? Uh, it's in a foreign country. I want to say Switzerland. That's what I want to say, too. Yeah, I, I, I want to. My beast was doing because I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, I'm thinking that, but there's also one in Tennessee here in the United States. I didn't know about the one in Tennessee. Yeah, there is one in Tennessee as well. So there's two that I'm aware of, and what they've been trying to do with this collider is they're trying to open portals to bring in these this demonic realm. And I think this last time they really thought that they were going to be able to open the portal. And I think that's partially what they did, but they also shifted the timeline. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know a lot of people just are not privy to any of this. They're completely oblivious to what's going on. And to think that the government is not familiar or does not know about the spirit world and what they're doing is well it's it's ignorance because they do they know exactly about the spirit world they know what they're doing they're all a bunch of devil worshipers and you know uh, and they're doing it they're doing it on purpose they are doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and it's like i've it's like we've been saying the last few podcasts and even even way before that you know uh it's it's blatant the demonic rituals the satan worship all of it is is blatant and it's right in front of our eyes it's hidden in plain sight Mm -hmm. so unless you're willing to wake up to see it i mean a lot of people just don't want to see it and i get it that's that's hard to wrap your head around sometimes well that and the fact that all the whole time i've been alive um, every movie, every bit of music, every television show that dealt with any kind of spiritual thing, it was always, you know, such a fight to win against the evil. Mm-hmm. They made the, the, the evil forces look so big and bad that nobody yeah. could ever conquer. And, you know, like we talked about before, 
when if you're de- if you dabble in darkness, which I have before I knew the Lord, I was looking for the truth, and I found the truth. Truth is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But until I found Him, I dabbled in darkness. And one of the things that those evil spirits will do is try to convince whoever's trying to do this that they can control those spirits, that they're the ones who have the power. Mm-hmm. Not so. They're being used. Right. And they want, they want to draw these spirits out of the darkness. And according to what Robin was talking about um, in Revelation 9, it talks about they have finally succeeded in that. They won't succeed until the church is out of here. But yeah. this world is not going to be anything like it is now. As bad as it is now, it's not going to be anything not nearly as bad, not nearly as bad now as it will be when that happens. Because the church will be out of here and those spirits will be loosed upon the earth. Right. With no one to, to stand against them. Right. That's right. I'm so glad that we're, we'll be taken out of here before that happens. Amen. That's right. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't either. And I mean, it's not because I'm afraid of it. It's because when it's unleashed like that, there will be no one to stand against it. So it'll have no opposition. It has as bad as it is now. This is with opposition. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of people haven't taken their place. So it's not as much opposition as it should have been. But there is opposition at this point. Yeah. But But there won't be then. Right. Then there won't be. But right now I'm still holding the pastors of this, of the American church. I'm holding in the worldwide church as well, because they're not, I don't think they're doing their job either, but Mm-mm. you know, I'm, I'm holding them accountable for mm-hmm. the fact that, that their congregations have no clue how to, how to battle this, how to, how to become a, a warrior, a spiritual a, a warrior. Um we have to we have to be that that's what we're called yeah. to be we're prophetic warriors right there's no there's no there's no getting off of that because if since god did choose the times that we live in and the bounds of our habitation we this generation was called to be here at this time right if we were not equipped to do this he would have had us be born 500 years ago or you know a thousand years ago or whatever Mm-hmm. but we weren't so many people are looking for their you know what is my purpose why am I here well he, you want to know what you're, why you're here you're here to stand against this evil right in whatever capacity he has you stand against it we're all supposed to stand against it some of us may be working, re, working in retail and that's how we stand against it others may be have a work at a restaurant or own a restaurant and you you're ministering to people as they come in to eat somebody else may be making draperies for a you know a large company mm-hmm. custom dra- it doesn't matter what you're doing you were you're still called to do that do the warfare right in that in that environment whatever that environment is right you are held accountable that's right. And when we stand before him, I, I've said it before, 
I don't want him looking at me and going, well. I want him saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not just, yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. I will complete my calling before I leave. And I have started saying, I think I mentioned it before, but I have started saying recently in my first words of the day, I am in the perfect will of God today. That's right. I recall you saying that. Because that way my spirit is, is waiting for the next instruction for that day. Yeah. People bear your word. Well, and if somebody's looking for a, you know, a, a, a fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feeling, happy-go-lucky, joy, joy, joy podcast, this one is not it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not. not. I'd, I'd like it to be, but it's not. No, we ha- I, you have to be willing to, to tell the hard truths, and I think that's what we're really trying to do. Mm-hmm. I know. keep thinking about John, you know, the voice crying in the wilderness. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not eating locusts and, and wearing a, <laughs> you know, sackcloth, but I find myself feeling about feeling like I'm the voice crying in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know, is anyone going to hear what I'm saying? Right. Is anyone going to do what they need to do? Yeah. We need everyone, everyone that knows the Lord, we need them to do their part. And whether you believe it or not, you have a part. We all do. Right. We all have a part. Yep. And it's to stand against, you know, the evilness, to stand against the demonic. And it's, it's not as hard as people think it is. No, it may, it's not. It may be a little intimidating because you may not know what you're doing or think that you don't know what you're doing, but it's, you know, you don't have anything to fear. You know, that's the big thing right there is, is overcoming the fear mm-hmm. of, of actually stepping out there. Because I, I know a lot of people like, well, you know, I don't want the devil coming after me. Well, he's going to come after you regardless. You know, if you're, if, right. you, if you're a threat to his kingdom, he's coming after you. He'll leave you alone if you're not. But right. if you're on his side, he's not going to mess with you because right. the house divided against itself will fall. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. So he'll leave you alone as long as you're doing what he, all those fruit of the flesh. If you're involved in those fruit of the flesh, he'll leave you alone. You're not going to see the kingdom of God. He, you're not a threat. Right. But if you are a threat, you know, then you're going to have to ex- expect some opposition in whatever right. you're trying to do for the Lord. You know, and it doesn't really matter what it is. Everybody who's trying to do something from the Lord is going to face some opposition. But there's, you don't have to fear that opposition. You have the authority and you already have the victory. You just need to know how to use your, um, use your weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really, like we were saying before, it's not as difficult as it sounds. Mm-mm. The, the best way or the way that I the Lord had me start, and I'll give that, you know, from the very beginning, I knew that there was a dark realm because I had dabbled in it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that when I came into the light and came, made Jesus the Lord of my life, I found out that 
he has the authority, all all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth, right? So then I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I have no idea how to use this authority. Ask right. the Lord. Ask the Lord. Just get quiet for a second and say, Lord, how do I deal with this? What? How do I address this? What's my part? And then be quiet and listen. And sometimes he tells you something that sounds so simple, you're like, that's it? Well, just do it. That's when yeah. his power comes in. When right. you take that step he tells you, that's when his power is there right behind you. Right. He won't leave you out there with the devil getting ready to beat you over the head and go, oh, let's see what you can do by yourself. And then I'll see if I need to help you. No, he's right there. And the minute you step out and the devil goes and tries to scare you, <laughs> if you just stand there and don't move and if you don't know any better like I said before use the name of just say Jesus and say it in faith and say it in boldness He'll, he runs he doesn't want to he doesn't want to deal with that name that's the name that that was you that took the keys of hell and death away from him went to hell for three days and came back with the keys of hell and death and right. defeat him in his own realm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to hear that name. I had a friend. I had forgotten about this. And the Lord just reminded me. I won't mention names. I, I'll just I'll just call her Sue. Okay. I had a friend. And this was years ago. And she was really, really turned on to the Lord. Really turned on to the Lord. She had a couple of three kids. She was just really, really walking with God. And she, her marriage broke up. And when her marriage broke up, she got bitter. And she was still with these three little kids, all of them under, under the ages, under school age. And she started going out, you know, trying to find another guy. She just felt like she needed one male company. And she found this guy who said he was a Christian and she started doing things, walking in the flesh, doing things she shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. And I had to separate myself from her because of what was going on and she knew better. And um, every once in a while I, she'd call me and she'd talk. And so she got in a situation because of this guy that was not a good situation at all. And, um, she was at somebody's house and they were all doing drugs mm. and she was with them and doing drugs. And there was something going on that was that affected a little girl in the household. Mm -hmm. And she, and she stood up, she realized it was demonic because she knew that she knew the, the dark realm and she knew the light realm. And she, she at one point got bold and, and she said, in the name of Jesus, stop. And the spirit that was trying to deal with you know harass this little girl stopped and she called me and she said to me she says you know it's just so great to know that God's still with me and I can still she told me what happened and she said I'm so glad that God's still with me and he you know he still took care of me and took care of the situation because I just stood up and said in the name of Jesus and I mm -hmm. was so grieved Mm -hmm. 
because it was the name that got her out of that situation. Yeah. It wasn't based on the cleanness of her hands. Right. It was because she was doing that on behalf of a little girl and she used the name that is above every name. Right. And that was the last time I ever heard from her. Wow. Because the Lord wouldn't let me say to her, it was because you used the name. Yeah. You're in you're you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. You cannot be in the devil's territory cooperating with him and expect the power and the anointing to be there for you. Oh, that's exactly right. And I had forgotten all about it until the Lord reminded me as we were talking. And I, every once in a while I think about her because her her, her, she had, like I said, three kids and she had twins and her twins at this point would be uh, let's see not thir over 30 years old now. So oh it was that goodness. long ago. Yeah. Wow. Her, twin, her twins were two at that time. Goodness. That's, that's, what, that's a long time. Wow. Yeah. Which is why I forgot. Yeah. But every once in a while, I think about people who, because it worked, because they used that name, she knew to use the name. Mm -hmm. They can convince, the devil can convince them, see, I still have it. I know every once in a while you listen to Jesse and Jesse will talk about these, these men that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s and they got a pot belly and they got no hair and they their wives get tired of their, you know, the way they're treating them and they leave them and then they go out or they, they're they still married and they find some, some young woman that's looking for, for a sugar daddy mm -hmm. and they're walking around, strutting around going, I still got it. No, they, they're, they're wanting your money. You don't got right. it. <laughs> you got, you got but, the money, but you don't got it, you know? Right. You know, it, the it went long time ago. Right. But that's the same, that's the same kind of deception. It's yeah. just, that's in the physical. And this was in the spiritual. This is not the time to walk in the devil's territory and play with him. And expect things to work. Right. This is the time to make, you know, choose the state whom you will serve. If you're going to serve the Lord, then serve him. Right. And he will protect you. You don't have to worry about any, you have to worry about making a mistake. You know, I remember a story somebody we used to listen to said many times, you know, but Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to prophesy I might make a mistake he says you you already did by not obeying God he had already done it he had already made a mistake yeah he says but if you make a mistake I'll correct you it's the same with using your spiritual weapons if you make a mistake God will correct you he'll right. keep you from getting hurt mm -hmm. if you do what you know to do and it's not enough God will step in right I've never had him not say to me when I step out to do take authority or 
in a dangerous situation or whatever and have him say, nope, you got yourself into this. You're Get yourself out. He's never done that to me, ever. Right. And I've been in some really hairy situations at times, and he's <laughs> never done that. That's right. The enemy tried to kill me multiple times, starting at mm. birth. Oh, me too. To, yeah, but every but we're still here talking about it. We are, because God is faithful. He is. We were talking about the Lord's army last week, and I had a friend give me a scripture, but I found one that's. I thought the Bible had something more pointed about being in the army of the Lord, and I really looked for it after we, because somebody heard my podcast. The Lord quickened her to listen, and she sent me a scripture, but it it didn't wasn't as obvious as this one. So, um, Joel. Uh, chapter two. Did you say Joel? Joel, yeah. Okay. Chapter two. Uh-huh. He's one of those minor prophets. If you're looking for it, it's after Amos or after Hosea and before Amos, I guess. Yeah. After Hosea and before Amos. Um, and it Verse 11, it says, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that exceeds his word, that, oh, excuse me, that executes his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who shall abide it? Can you read verse 11 and Joel 2? I want to hear sure. how yours read. Okay. The Lord is at the head of the column. He leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army, and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? And that's what we're headed for. Mm-hmm. The day of the Lord. Right. So that's as close as I got to the army of the Lord, but we are soldiers in the army. That's why we have the armor, which we should never take off. Put it on, leave it on. Right. We talked about that last week. The I like armor that. And the, Go ahead. You know, I was going to say the army, the armor of the Lord is always there. No, it is. Ahead. I was just going to say that I like that right underneath that scripture, you know, after verse 11, verse 12, you know, it's a call to repentance. I'll read that in yours. Okay, it says, um, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows, perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of, his, instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine and the, and to the Lord your God as before. That's um, Verse 15 says, Let the trumpet in Zion sanctify a fast, call a sol- solemn assembly. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I like yours. I won't even read mine because I like yours. It's more clear. That's why I didn't go further because I didn't think it was that clear. But I like yours. Yeah, I like it. Too. So, and if, if anybody doesn't know what version I'm reading, it's the New Living Translation. Yeah. So that's the other version that I read out of because it, it does make some things a little bit more clearer to me than the new King James version or the King James version does. So that's why I read out of it. And if anybody was ever curious about what version I'm reading, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So somebody may be like you and need, and need to start back. I started there and then the Lord had me go to the King James. I started with the new living. Yeah. And I listened to it, I mean, read it, used it for a while, and then the Lord said, okay, I need you. Then I went to the NIV, and then he said, I need you to go to the King James. And I've been there ever since, so. Yeah. I well, go back and course, forth. Yeah, I do too, because I, I have that Bible version that has lots of different, all the ones that are out of um, copyright, mm -hmm. the versions that are out of copyright, so I can change versions. We're, I'm going to go ahead and unhook here. So, oh, until as a reminder, you can go to vivianelmiller.com. There's a lot of free resources there. My books are there for sale, but I also have a lot of free resources that will help you get started. Um, it's very, it's vital that we have all of you join us in this spiritual warfare that we need to do the standing against evil. If you if you're tired like like we've been and you're ready for this to be over, then step up so we can get this over and get out of here. So until next time, be bold, be courageous, walk in victory, walk in, in the anointing of God, and defeat the dark.